All right, welcome in. We are going to dive right in today. Um, it's something that I wasn't necessarily planning on talking about today, but have spent a lot of time thinking about and talking to other people about um, in the last week and a half, two weeks or so, and have talked about many times in the past, but um, we're going to dive in today to tracking progress what progress ought to look like, um, what does it look like to track progress, and, and why is it important to track progress? And I think that's mm -hmm. going to be where we spend a little bit more of the time. Um, so Amy's with me today. Hi, Amy. Hey, y'all. She's here. Um, <laughs> my little sometimes... niece. My, my, my sister moved to North Carolina, so my nieces are being raised Southern, which his own can of worms there mm -hmm. but my little niece olivia who's two and a half when i call her she says hey y'all i'm like oh. it's adorable but also like a little too southern for me <laughs> you know i was raised in the south right i did not know you were raised in the south you didn't know that i haven't told no. you that. i grew up in atlanta wow that's ages neat. ages five to eleven, all of elementary school, my formative years. Wow. Were were so I said ain't and can't and y'all. I still have the y'all. You haven't heard me say y'all. I say it. I have, fairly, but like in the same way that I say y'all. It's more nah, of a we adopted. Yeah, that's kind of still that's still there. But y'all can't do that. That's that used to be me. Yeah, that's now how my I, mother. Now talks I throw sometimes. wicked around like it's. No big deal. Because ah, you're a true New England. Well, because I lived in New England. I lived in Derry, New Hampshire till I was five. Then I moved to the south. And then we moved to Londonderry, which is the town next door. And mm -hmm. I've been up here since then. So, like, most of my life I've been in New Hampshire. But mm -hmm. my mom is from Louisiana. So when you get her around her That's sisters, deep south. Deep south. Um, and Natchitoches, which, if you look at the word, it does not look like it spells the word Natchitoches. It's like 700 letters long. Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of C's and S's in the middle. Um, but when she gets with her sisters, her accent comes out hardcore. So Not we make fun of her a lot. Because <laughs> my dad's from yeah. Boston. And my mom is from, you know, southern Louisiana. Well, I've told you guys, together. like, I'll have moments where I'll... And, and it's only been a couple times where I've had people with accents come onto the podcast. And I can, I can hold my own for a little bit, but... Mm -hmm. At a certain point, I start to mirror the person, mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll like slip into a little bit of it if I'm <laughs> on the conversation with somebody with a British accent or an Australian accent <laughs> for a little bit. Um, yeah, that's where we're very big. I don't yeah. know if you knew that. We're very big in, <laughs> in England and Australia. <laughs> so naturally, I should go there. Um, so I'm going to start here, and this is going to sound strange, but I wrote this in a post. So by the time this comes out, you'll this post will already be live. But I wrote this in a post today because I heard this the other day, um, and it reminded me of this phrase. This is going to sound a little strange. You can't weigh a chicken with a ruler. <laughs> I mean, that's true. So, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the wrong you. tool. It's the wrong tool. So... This is, this is, I think, what it comes down to when we talk about what does it look like to track progress. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is surrounding goals as well, right? So this depends on the goal. 
um, all of this, but the principles are going to hold true here kind of across the board. Mm -hmm. So um, I was having a conversation with a couple of people, right, who were having a hard time doing their progress photos, particularly at the beginning, but even subsequent ones. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about the idea of owning the starting point. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that on here because we don't, we can't measure progress until we know where we've come from. Mm -hmm. So the idea of like, I'm in New York, I'm on a trip and I'm in New York. You don't know where I came from, right? I could have been traveling from Connecticut or I could have been traveling from Tokyo, right? Until I know where I started from, I don't know how far I've come. So mm -hmm. as much as we, it, it's hard and challenging and it's one of the first things that people do when they start working with me is I'm like, hey, we, we got to take some starting photos and some starting measurements and all of these things. And, and, and I say to them, before we do this, I'm like, this is gonna probably suck a little bit. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> it's, it sucks having done it. It's hard. Because you, you're, you're forced to confront the reality of where you are. Mm -hmm. So that's part of it, right? When we talked about point A and point B, when we did that episode, right, we have to own the starting point and why we can't stay there. So there's there's value in there. But it's also even more like it's I don't it, the value of it is not to make you feel like crap so that you have to continue to do it. Right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a way to like you could frame it in that way like I'm going to confirm for you that you <laughs> that you need a coach because you're not happy with where you are right now. Like there's, there's a way to frame it that way. That's there's very little long-term value in that. Mm -hmm. The long-term value is seeing how far you've come and giving a whole picture to it. So the idea being, We look at ourselves every single day in the mirror. We don't necessarily notice our hair grow. Mm -hmm. But then at some point we're like, okay, my hair's grown quite a bit. But it's usually when it passes some milestone. It like goes over our, me, it goes over my ears, right? Or For I start John, the, it's when I say, you need a haircut. You can have a haircut. <laughs> or women, it's usually like, where does it fall? Like when it, when it passes my shoulders or when it goes mm -hmm. to, you know, the, the logo on my, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, Hey, this, my hair's long, mm -hmm. um, but we don't necessarily notice it. It's day so to day. incremental, right? Yes. Um, and so we could look at ourselves in the mirror day to day and not feel like anything has changed with our hair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the same thing can, and because it's also like, if I was trying to grow my hair, right, this is, a, I'm married, right? I understand like women get into this thing, like I'm going to grow my hair long, but then as soon as it gets long, they want to chop it all chop off. Chop it off. Or, yeah, yeah. That's how, is, that's how we do. cycle that we live in. And I'm like, yes, you've been, you've been for a year mm -hmm. trying to grow your hair out. And as soon as it gets there, you want to, like, I, I will never understand I will never understand. I mean, I can I can try to understand, but I'll never like just, truly understand it. It just gets frustrating after a while. Like you've grown it and looks great for like half yeah. a second, 
or it looks really good when you come home from the salon and then you can mm. never achieve those same results. Never do it again. <laughs> I just throw mine in a ponytail because mine I'm mm. I'm growing mine out right now. Yeah. Um, and it's it's taking a very long time and I'm getting a little annoyed. And I thought yeah. yesterday, I'm just going to chop it off again. Chop it <laughs> off again. Yeah, I'm just going to chop it all off. Chop it all off. Start over. And then again, it looks great when you come out of the salon and then you're it, like, how did they I make can't... it look? Now, now it's just <laughs> flat and I have a nub. I can't even put it in a ponytail. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> yeah, no. Yes, I, it, we, it's a roller coaster. Being I, a woman I, is a I, roller coaster. I, <laughs> it absolutely is. But the idea being, right? Like, it, it would feel because fr- you're like, I, I don't feel like I'm. My hair is growing, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm trying to grow it out. I'm trying to get it down to, you know, whatever. You know, I'm trying to get it down to middle of my chest or something like that. I'm trying to get it to a certain length, and it's just it's taking forever. Mm-hmm. And and the difference between like at the top of my shoulder and you know the inch below my shoulder doesn't feel like much progress mm-hmm. when you're trying to get it all the way down to the middle of your chest from right. you know neckline you're like that's an inch is nothing to me in the scheme of things and so you don't mm-hmm. feel like because you're not where you want to be yet mm-hmm. and so you wouldn't notice the progress that you've made unless you had an objective thing to compare it to, right? You'd mm-hmm. be like, we, it hasn't moved at all. So this is an idea with a progress photo, right? I had somebody I was talking to who I had a few people I've been talking to recently who were having a hard time taking the progress pictures and looking at the progress pictures as they were going. They're like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't love, I know that I'm, I don't look where I, you know, I don't, I don't like where I'm at, mm-hmm. even though they're, they're into the process. And I'm like, or and even have gone so far in, and this has been clients and a lot of people who like, I don't, I haven't made any progress. So like, I'm not even, you know, I don't even look at them. And I'm like, the problem with that logic is you don't know if you've made any progress unless you compare it to where you were. Mm-hmm. Because in a vacuum, you're going to look at that and say, it's not where I want to be because you're doing a comparison. Mm-hmm. Right, comparison is the thief of joy. That's a, it's it's true, but it's it's not complete. Right, comparison to something outside of yourself is a thief because I'm comparing me to where I want to be, and I'm just seeing the gap between where mm-hmm. I am and where I want to be. And wherever I want to be might be in my head. It might be you know I want to have Jessica Alba's body or. Zac Efron's body or whatever, right? Like I, I want to like have, you know, male and female, right? Whoever's listening here, but like, I want to have this, I want to look a certain way. Like I have in my head the way that I would like to look, or I want to look the way that I looked 10 years ago, yep. pre kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Or we've talked about like how ridiculous it is to compare yourself to like your high school body, right? Like, oh, oh, I want to look goodness, like I, I did in high school. And it's like, you were a child in high school. Like you, you were, were a literal you were a literal burning child. 8,000 calories just by existing yeah. because of the lifestyle. It is funny. We have um, a f- digital picture frame that brings up pictures mm-hmm. of just over the past, whatever we've uploaded to it. Um, and I just remember looking at all these pictures of me and of John mm-hmm. over the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And I remember looking at one of them and remembering being in that moment when the photo was being taken and thinking yeah. I looked terrible because I was comparing myself to what I had looked like when I was in high school. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at it now being like, my God, I looked great. I looked mm-hmm. fantastic. Just totally yep. different 
body from who I had been, but why on earth was I comparing myself to anything? Because I looked, I looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I, I compare my my physical being now to that, and I'm like, I look very different. I'm no better, no worse. I look very different because I have different. different different plans, different goals, <laughs> different yeah. lifestyle these days. Yeah, hundred percent. So we have. So comparing ourselves to to something that doesn't exist yet, hmm. right? That's where we feel the gap and we feel like a failure. So if I look in the mirror, and, and so this is where people are a little bit like, I think people miss the boat a little bit. Mm-hmm. We can all do it. But people who have been on a, on a fitness journey and have struggled for a length of time, mm-hmm. and we get into the mindset of like, okay, when I lose the weight, everything's going to be better sort of thing, right? Like I'll feel yeah. better. I'll, I'll, you know, whatever. And, and like think that people who are, or who have bodies that they maybe aspire to don't ever have those feelings. And mm-hmm. yours is an example of that, mm-hmm. right? Where you were in that place and you still felt that. And I like, again, this is not meant to sound immodest, right? But I have what many people would consider a fit body. I am by no means a bodybuilder or an Instagram magazine cover worthy body. I don't desire to be right, but I am fitter than the average bear, right? Like, you know, (laughs) I have, I have visible abs in the right light and you know what I mean? Like that whole thing, right? Not shredded out of my mind, but you know, whatever lean and, and, and feel good there. There are times where I walk by the mirror fairly regularly and I go, dang, man, that, I don't know what happened there. Like, that just doesn't feel great. Um, and again, it's not, be- I'm not beating myself up, but like the nature of our lives is to, we're going to, we're going to feel this way. And, and you would think that people who are in the best shape, quote unquote, the best shape, Mm-hmm. feel that the least bodybuilders who are the people who you know literally do this as a profession have the highest percentage of body dysmorphic disorder of any yes. group of people yes right they yes. look in the mirror and they're like you know what i mean like i you know and and because they're picking themselves apart Mm-hmm. for what they think they ought to be and where they're not. And so the gap for them feels wider. Mm-hmm. So again, let me let me paint this a little bit of an interesting thing, right? The gap between financially in America, and I don't have the exact numbers here, but like the gap between the median household income like the average American income versus Mm -hmm. the 98th percentile income or net worth is closer than the 98th percent net worth and the, the richest person, right? Because the 98th percentile, you'd be in the 98th percentile with like, I don't know, 10 million, 100 million, even a, you know, hundred million dollar net worth, maybe something like that. But a hundred million dollars to, Friggin' Elon Musk at two hundred billion, right? Okay, That's a much larger it, jump. is 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 a much bigger jump than the average American family with a net worth of a hundred thousand. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so as we get closer to the top, we notice the differences, even though they're the differences become disproportionate. Right? Like we get closer to you know, as we get closer to the target, we actually start to notice the the ways that we fall short a little bit and we become mm-hmm. more particular with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? If I had 50 pounds to lose. I'm not, I'm not picking apart where it's coming from or whatever. I mean, like, I mean, I'm just like, you know I mean? I would, if I looked at me at 50 pounds overweight to 20 pounds overweight, I'd be like, that's crushing it. Right. I look amazing. Mm -hmm. But the difference between I want to lose five pounds, you have to nitpick Mm -hmm. the little things. And so this, as we get closer, we start to become a little, and so there's where it starts to be like, is the last couple pounds worth it? Right. Here to tell you, it's probably not. Um, because it doesn't really change how you feel. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that you, you can't do it if you want to do it, whatever it means. But like, you probably haven't moved the needle a a whole heck of a lot, but it's going to be hard to do it. And you're going to have to kind of pick yourself apart a little bit to get there. Mm -hmm. So that was a little bit of an aside from the original point, which is, Let's say that I was in a place where I wanted to lose 30 pounds Mm. and I've lost 10, but I'm not weighing myself, right? The only thing that I have to work with is, is my photos or Mm. how I look in the mirror, right? If I look at myself as 20 pounds overweight versus 30 pounds overweight, I'm probably going to look at myself in the mirror and still be like, yeah, I'm not quite, you know, I wouldn't call myself lean or fit maybe yet, right? That Mm -hmm. would be maybe a little bit what's in your mind. And it might not feel like you've moved the needle at all. Mm -hmm. And you might take pictures of yourself down 10 pounds and be like, yeah, that's still not what I would like it to be. And you would be like, I don't feel like I've made any progress. Because I'm still not where I want to be. Mm -hmm. In a vacuum, those photos have no meaning whatsoever. Mm-hmm. because they don't they just tell you where you are they don't tell you where you come from you're in right. new york you don't know where you come from so right. you have to take those photos and compare them to the starting point or the previous photos not because it so this is where we get into and and the same thing is true of all the different ways that you can track your progress right measurements how your clothes fit all of these things and we'll get into all of that and what you should do and and that in a second but the reason why we track progress and i'm doing this through the context of weight loss but you could do this through the progress the context of strength training right you hit Mm -hmm. a personal record on the hip lift since our last podcast that we recorded Mm -hmm. i think where you hit 225 and i was looking back for and i didn't have a video for the first time that you did it but a year ago you were hip thrusting 95 pounds or 115 yeah. pounds. Yeah. But the 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 leap, and we talked about this when you did it, the leap between the 205 and the 225 didn't feel as significant, right? As it as if you compared it to where you started. Right. You're like, oh, that was a cool thing. But if you look at it compared to a year ago, you're like, holy mm. crap, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like half a John. That you've increased. And I've increased. Yeah. I can hip I can hip 
Trust we're gonna husband. get we're gonna get off no. the rails here. <laughs> no, we're gonna. Nope. Get, I saw where we no. were going. I was like, no, that that's the wrong pathway. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a lot, and I'm proud. <laughs> oh dear. It oh, was dear. fun to have to have him in the class that week, and I was like, you want to mm. try it? He's like, no, because mm. <laughs> that wasn't his goal. It, mm-hmm. He wasn't there yet. Yeah, which is great. But again, if you compare it to the starting point, then it, it shows a little bit more of how far you've come. Yeah. As opposed to like just in a vacuum, right? If I were to like, if I posted that, like I posted it as like, hey, this is really, really cool. Right. And, mm-hmm. you, and you got some love from people, you know what I mean? But like in a vacuum, especially in, in this is not meant to bring you down at all. Right. By any sort but like on the internet, were I mm-hmm. to just put up like, this is my client hit thrusting 225 pounds. There are other coaches or other influencers who are hip thrusting 600 pounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like women doing this and there's, Mm -hmm. there's nothing that doesn't belittle what you did. Not at all. Or, or elevate what they did. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause that 600 pounds might not have been a personal record for them. Mm -hmm. The idea of like, it's you against you is true. But like, what are we talking about? We Mm -hmm. have to compare to where you were. To, to figure out how far we've come. But this is the most important part. So it's a celebration, yes. But the most important reason why we do this is for information. Not determination. What do I Ooh, mean by this? I like that. Okay. I like anything that rhymes, honestly. Yes. Well, I, I came up with this phrase earlier today when I was writing the post, which is already going to be live now um but all right information not determination explain information, sir. not determination um so if think about when i taught math as an yeah. example yeah or any subject you're in school you do a homework assignment and you get feedback on the mortgage mm-hmm. I got 10, 10 out of 10 correct. All right. That means I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. So then when the test comes, I know that I'm doing it correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm doing homework and I get two out of 10 correct. Mm-hmm. That is telling me that there is something not working yep. with what I'm currently doing. I need to do something different before the test comes. If I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to fail. Mm-hmm. Information, not determination. If I get a two out of 10 and I take that as I don't get it, I fail, I might as well, you know, give up, mm-hmm. then I'm going to actually fail on the test that matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if I take it as this is showing me that I'm not doing it right, I have to change something. I need to go get extra help. I need to, you know, whatever I mean. On the lower stakes, right, that doesn't mean that the homework doesn't count. But, like, one homework assignment to your grade versus the final exam to your grade are very different weighted things. And so Mm -hmm. this is not – it's not punitive that you didn't get a 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. That might have – like, a 10 out of 10 on a homework assignment in my class, uh, you know, how I graded stuff. If you got a 10 out of 10 on a homework assignment versus a 2 out of 10 on a homework assignment, that might affect your final grade for the class by, like, 0.1%. Okay, like this yeah. is not a big mover of the grade. Mm-hmm. However, if you got an A on a test, 
versus an F on a test, that's going to move your final grade, depending on what test it is, a whole letter grade, a half a letter grade, yep. right? Because we didn't yep. have a ton of tests and they were weighted more. Mm-hmm. So taking the low stakes thing and that is telling you that you're not quite doing something right and burying your head in the sand is a recipe to stay stuck and fail on the bigger test mm-hmm. where the it counts. Very best, yeah, the very best way to figure out if you are getting a two out of 10 is to bring that homework assignment to your teacher to or to do your it. coach bring so that it. they can look through it and be like, okay, Get here's what you're back. doing. Here's what you're doing. Here's what's going well. Here's where we need to focus. Because if, if we're just giving the that assignment back to the student or to your client, being like, yep, that didn't work. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Without helping them through it or without, as the client, taking on the responsibility of getting help through it. Mm-hmm. And there's you're going to keep digging yourself into the same hole, very likely. Because you don't know how you got there in the first place. I mean, you might have a, have an inkling, but you don't know how to get yourself out of it. Well, this is the the argument for the coach, the Sherpa, right, that we've talked about on mm-hmm, the, on the mm-hmm. podcast before. The idea of, like, if I get a 2 out of 10 and I'm just staring at the paper, like, I don't – I didn't get anything right. Yeah. But I don't know what I did wrong, right? That's a problem. So we need somebody mm-hmm. to come in and be able to point out, like, that's what was going wrong. Right. And sometimes it might be obvious. You're like, okay, I I just added every time I was supposed to subtract or something like that. But like most of the time, if you're getting two out of 10, something's not working. Right. You know, and so the same thing holds true when we take any sort of measurement, tracking, whatever, is it's not a determination in that this is a line in the sand. You are this. Mm-hmm. the important piece of this is that this is information about what we've been doing to this point is what we're doing working. If it is, let's keep doing it. Mm-hmm. If it's not working, then we need to change something, mm-hmm. but we don't know if we, if it's working or not, unless we do it mm-hmm. and face then face the reality of it, right? Like if I look at the homework assignment and this is what was infuriating to me as a teacher, right? Kids would come in and I'd be like, Hey, you know, you know, turn in your homework. They're like, I didn't do it. And I'm like, well, why didn't, you know, what, what was going on? I was like, you know, did you, you know, parent, whatever, what happened? And they're like, I didn't know how to do it. I'm like, if you had tried anything and turned it in with your name on it, that -hmm. would have been more useful to you than just not doing it because you were convinced that it you weren't going to be able to do it or like that you mm-hmm. didn't have it, that you hadn't made any progress. The idea of like, I'm going to skip my progress photos because I don't think I've made any progress, right? You're ignoring the problem. And until we face the problem, we can't change. And so we're destined to stay stuck. So you got to turn it in. You got to, mm-hmm. you got to, face the reality of where you are Mm -hmm. good bad or anywhere in between Mm -hmm. not because it determines like if you if you haven't made any progress that doesn't mean that you failed it means that you haven't found the right path yet Mm -hmm. hear what i just said it doesn't mean that you failed it means you haven't found the right path what's the keyword Yet. yet 
you are not destined to stay stuck. The only way you're destined to stay stuck is if you bury your head in the sand and you don't face the reality. Mm-hmm. Because you're just going to keep doing what you've been doing and you're going to get what you always got. Mm-hmm. If you want something you never had, you have to do something you've never done. So we have to face the reality of where we are and let that inform where we go from here. So let's take this as a for instance. Mm-hmm. One, you might be pleasantly surprised. This has happened uh, with many of my clients. W- one of them is Joe. Is uh, I'll, I'll call him out because he's shared this and I've shared his story before on my, on my thing. He took progress photos. And he texted me this. He's like, I was not looking forward to taking progress photos because I don't like it hasn't really been going. I haven't felt like it's been going great. Um, Haven't been, you know, nailing it. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and this is what happens in our head. Like we haven't been a hundred percent. So we feel like we've been failing. Right. Yeah. And, and I took the photos and I didn't feel like a hundred percent about them, but then I looked at them compared to where they were. It was like six weeks before, eight weeks before. And he Mm -hmm. said, and I'm going to curse. I'm going to do it, but I'm quoting him. I'm quoting Joe. Can I record you? When we're recording right now. (laughs) He's like, holy shit, look at my back. (laughs) Like, look at how different it looks. Yeah. I was blown away by this because Mm -hmm. I didn't think that I had been making progress. Mm -hmm. That's where facts don't care about your feelings. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you might feel like like you're not making progress when in reality you are. And this is what probably happens with most of my clients is because a lot of people think that we have to be perfect in order to make progress. And then they see that they've made progress while not being perfect. And they're like, oh, this is pretty freeing. I can do this because mm-hmm. I've left a lot of meat on the bone with some low hanging fruit and some things that I probably could have done. Mm-hmm. And it's motivation to keep going and just double down on the things that you're already doing, but even do them more because you're like, well, crap, I made progress with kind of being only sort of okay. If I just move that to actually okay, I'm going to see even more progress. And if mm-hmm. I move it past okay to like I make one more conscious decision and not just no conscious decisions, mm-hmm. I'm going to be flying. It's a freeing thing. It really is. Flip it on its head. I'm doing something and I feel like I'm crushing it, right? Mm -hmm. Tracking everything, doing all my workouts, doing all my steps, hitting this number, calorie number, protein number, sleeping steps, the whole thing, just nailing Mm -hmm. it. Measurements don't go down. The question then is not, or the the response, the natural response is, what the heck? Why mm-hmm. am I the only one that this doesn't work for? That's a natural response. I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But where we have to go is, why? Why aren't the measurements going down? Because they don't lie. It's clearly not working. What it is that we're doing is clearly not working. So there's one of a couple things happening. If you were, let's just say, let's just for ease of, you know, let's just use numbers for ease of reality. Let's just say that your calorie targets was 1800 calories. 
and your protein target was 110 and you were getting 10,000 steps a day. All right. So you're like, okay, getting 10,000 steps a day. I averaged 1800 calories and I averaged 110. I'm tracking it, doing the whole thing, weighing everything, mm-hmm. doing all this stuff. And it didn't move. One of two things happened. Either you didn't track appropriately mm-hmm. or it's possible that that number is too high. I don't know what just happened. I just got balloons. <laughs> that was one of the... <laughs> if you're just listening, you, <laughs> you're not going to understand. Oh, and I don't so even know trippy. if this shows up on the... <laughs> but I don't know if this is like... So this is Riverside that we record. It's not even Zoom, but I've seen this happen on Zoom recently where I like I'll count and I'll do like a I'll count like this and it'll like do the thumbs up or something like that. But I just held up the number two. I wonder if it would do it again. Yeah, it does. Oh balloons, my God. balloons just come why? up like why is the peace sign like balloons? I don't understand. This is so trippy. I'm sorry. Uh... <laughs> that was wild. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> Is it only you? I think it's only you. It's only you. Something special about my... Maybe there's a setting on my computer or something. Does it think it's your birthday? It's not my birthday. I No, I know. In case You would have gotten wondering. a cake. <laughs> I gotten, I've never gotten a cake from you on my birthday. How is how is that possible? Uh, because I think you're a little too healthy for what I, what I bake. It's a lot of butter. So much butter. Listen... <laughs> My birthday calories don't count. Oh, well, you should see the I cake am... that's being picked up right now. It's chocolate cake with peanut butter frosting. I mean, that good. feels that feels a little heavy. Like I don't know if it, like from a taste perspective, you know. No, it's I'm not. No, oh, well, my okay. peanut butter frosting is very light. Oh, well, delicious. You're, you're unique. Okay, back on track. Back on track. I don't remember what we were talking. I think about. I don't even know balloons. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, your number. Oh. Okay, so your number might be too high. Okay. All right. Which so, number are you talking about? You talking about the calorie number in? would be too. Okay. High, would, might be too high. Okay. Now that's not super likely, right? Particularly like if you've been like, oh, I've been doing twelve times my goal body weight. You know what I mean? And and I'm not seeing any yeah. progress. What's likely happening is that you're not maybe tracking appropriately, and it's not. Um, this isn't uh, an indictment of you, right? But it's it's a reality that we need to face. Like, why mm-hmm. might my, my like if my calories are this, why am I not seeing this? Mm-hmm. It might be like, okay, am I, am I not weighing, you know, the oil that I cook the yeah. thing with or drizzle on it? Or am I eyeballing certain things or, you know that's what I mean? The, like, yeah. Yeah. I think and that's it, where a lot of us fall guilty is like, yeah. we'll, we'll measure it for a little while. And then we're mm-hmm. like, I know what it looks like. And yeah. then we'll just start eyeballing it. And then a, a half a cup turns into three quarters of a cup. And then in a month, it's a full cup of whatever is the thing you're supposed to try to be keeping low. Yeah. And, and again, there's there's nothing wrong, like not saying you ever have to weigh anything or measure everything, right? But that mm-hmm. could be what it, like if you were tracking, mm-hmm. that could be what was, what is the, what is the issue? Um, I had, I had a situation where the client where they were like, I feel like I need to move my calorie goal down. Because I think that this calorie goal is too high. And then we looked and their average, and this has happened multiple times, their av- and again, I don't track with all my clients, but some people like it and, and it's, a, it's a useful tool for a period of time. But we looked at mm-hmm. like, their hist- like their target was, I think, 1,800 again. And their mm-hmm. average for the last four weeks was like 2,000. And I'm like, moving the 
the target isn't the issue. It's hitting the one that we are trying to mm-hmm. hit mm-hmm. is is what we're trying to do. So like it's it's not that I'm gonna come to you with like, all right, I'm gonna try to make you feel bad about why this is I'm gonna try to figure out where is just like I did as a teacher. Mm-hmm. The idea is to figure out where is the missing link here? Like Detective Jeff, like where, wh- like if I'm, if you show your work on a math problem, I can go through and I can be like, this is the step where it all went to crap. Mm-hmm. And I can see what you did. Mm-hmm. And we can kind of reverse engineer the logic for what you ought to do in that scenario. So the same thing is true with this. If we think that we should, we ought to be losing fat, measurements should be moving, progress photos should be doing, and they're not. And this is going back to the process versus the outcome side of things, right? It, it's informing us about the process. So this tells us if the, if the photos, the measurements, the whatever have not moved, then that tells us that either the process wasn't sufficient or we weren't adhering to the process. Mm-hmm. It's one of two things. And, or, you know, it could be a combination of the two, but first thing we got to do is make sure that we're adhering to the process that we set up, whatever it is, we're hitting the benchmarks that we said that we were because people will get frustrated. I think oftentimes, and, and this is not an indictment on any clients. It's a natural thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. But where people, and, and I've done this enough to know when people get frustrated in the process. And it's, it's when they feel like they're, when they feel like they're doing everything right, but they also feel like they're not seeing the needle move. Mm-hmm. And notice what I said twice right there. Feel like. I feel like this. Mm-hmm. I get feelings are real. Feelings are important. I'm not going to deny your feelings. Okay. But we have to face the realities of what's happening in order to determine where do we go from here? I have to not feel like I'm making progress or not making progress. I have to know whether I'm making progress or not making progress. I can't feel like I'm doing everything right. I have to know whether I'm doing everything right or not. Mm -hmm. And if I know those things, then I can get to the bottom of why it's not working. So I'll give an example for my business because I do this a lot. Yeah, that's helpful. So I talked about um, last year, my business doubled in revenue. And I, this is not, you know, the, again, we talked about, I think, on the most recent one, like this is not a grandiose number. Okay. There are people who make what I made last year in a month, in a day, you know, even in this business. Um, there, are, But I was proud of it. So this is, again, comparison to yourself versus other people, right? If I compare what I did last year or what I'm doing to other people, I'm going to feel like I didn't do enough. Mm -hmm. But when I compare it to where I started and where I was previously, I can, I can be like, Oh, that's, that's pretty impressive. Like go me, go team. Hooray. In the moment throughout the year, if you were to ask me, how is this year going? There were a lot of times where I would have been like, this has not been a great year for the business. Mm-hmm. And I could point to a lot of things that I did not do well last year. 
a lot of thing, a lot of opportunities I left on the table, a lot of mistakes that I made, a lot of windows where I had imposter syndrome or I just shut down. I didn't do anything. Felt like a failure. Mm-hmm. So this is not going to constantly, but then I look at the end. And I can look at a couple of things. One, I can look at what is the outcome, right? I can look at that and I can say, okay, the revenue was double. So now I can ask, what went differently? Mm-hmm. What did I do that was different to generate that? Because I want to I double down on that. I want to do more of that. And so I've been tracking certain things that I know are needle movers in my business. And those numbers were all up. From the previous year, pieces of content that I post. There's the thumbs up. That's wild. You see it? Mm-hmm. Bam. There it is. Wild. Um, bubbles of side. thumbs up. I don't know. It's just. It's only fancy. on your side. I think it might be the fancy computer. That maybe that's it. I don't know. If that's I, I that's got a new the change com- since last I got time. A new, I got a new computer, so maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, but. And this isn't even like I got like an open box like (laughs) two generations ago. It's just new to me, basically. Um, (laughs) But I needed one that was not going to malfunction on me. But helpful pieces of content, conversations that I had, um, number of people I said, hey, like, I'm happy to have a, you know, have a chat with you if you're interested in it number of emails I sent, podcasts I recorded, you know what I mean? Things that I can like unequivocally say, this is what I did, right? So this is the idea of tracking things that you've done, right? That's the process piece of it. I did this as a process and that led to this as an outcome. If this outcome was not what I wanted it to be, then I would have to look at the process, right? But because I saw that that moved the needle, then I just I'm I just got to do more of what I've already done. I just got to keep doing what I've already done and do it better, more consistently, more efficiently, and with enough time, with an, a long enough time horizon, I'll get there. But I have to have that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel in a vacuum if I told you what I made last year or even in the context of the other coaches it won't it wouldn't feel like I I did a ton because I'm not where I want to be I'll own that right like in terms of what I've said is like my target for what I would like the business to to generate Mm -hmm. not that I'm gonna feel like a failure if I don't hit that but like what I've said is like hey this would be what would allow us as a family to do X, Y, Z. I'm not there yet. So I would just look at where I was last year and be like, oh, I'm not where I want to be. And I wouldn't have seen where I come from. So here are the things that we want to be doing. So super practical here as we kind of finish up. So that's conceptual, Mm -hmm. right? Why you have to be tracking your progress. And you have to own it, even though it's hard. Right. It, it, <laughs> I think one of the hardest things about it, and this might be just me, but those pictures exist in my phone and there's mm-hmm. nowhere that I can put them where they are hidden from me. Mm-hmm. So like when I'm scrolling through, looking at pictures, 
next to friends or with my kid. I'm like, oh, there's a picture of me in a, essentially a bikini, which I'm like, this is not something that I want the the average bear to see. So I, I need to figure out a workaround around that. Like print them out or email them to myself and then delete them. Delete them. Phone. Have your mm-hmm. husband take them. Because he would love pictures. He would love to have those photos phone. on his phone. He would. Don't get, I have, don't fo- I have all of Megan's photos on my phone. <sighs> Megan cannot see them. That actually might not be a bad just way to move forward for both John and I. Because if he sees his photos, he'll almost be more discouraged because he'll still think that's where he is. That's the natural response. Mm-hmm. It is. And I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. dismissing that. No, but this yeah. is where we have to go into it with the mindset of this is information. Mm-hmm. It's It has no bearing on you as a person. It doesn't even determine what if you failed or not. Mm-hmm. It's about going forward. Mm-hmm. Where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. Right? So again, road trip. I'm in New York. I'm coming from Connecticut. The goal is LA, right? If I don't know those three things, I don't know where to go next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your one data point cannot exist in the vacuum. In the vacuum. If you're, if you just tell me I'm in New York, where do I go? I'm like, where are you coming from? Where do you oh. want to go? I don't <laughs> understand. Like, which way are you facing? Like, I could just be like, all right, keep going straight. And you're facing east. And you're trying to go west. I got to know, I got to know what you've been doing. And you're like, Hey, I want to get to, I want to get to LA in, in the next 48 hours. Do you think I can do it? I'm like, what's your pace been? And you're like, well, I have a newborn in the car and I've been stopping every 45 minutes because they got to get, you know, whatever. You're not making it. Mm -hmm. If it's just you and one other person and you guys can just drive straight through and pee in empty water bottles. Yeah. You're going (laughs) to be fine. Right, I gotta know what you're doing mm-hmm. in order to know where to go. Mm-hmm. I took that analogy to its furthest extreme. Yeah. Anytime that we bring peeing into water bottles into a conversation, you know we may have tipped over the edge. <laughs> it's I think it held. To, I think it held up. Yeah. So this is this is the we like. I'm I'm not gonna pretend that it doesn't there aren't emotions that are involved in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if we let how we feel determine what we do, mm-hmm. we've lost. We have to feel our feelings. Yeah. Okay. But like, I'm not going to do it because I'm a, like, this is where we, we really get into trouble. I'm not going to do it because I'm afraid of how I'm going to feel. Mm-hmm. You're not. We're not even afraid of the reality. We're afraid of how we're going to feel about the reality. We're 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 afraid of the symptom, not the problem. Right. This mm-hmm. is where we start to get ang- like anxious about anxiety. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm worried about. You know what I mean. And, and now this has really gotten a hold on us. Like we're putting too much stakes on it, mm-hmm. and we have to remove our value from the photos or the numbers or whatever we have to, because we're more than that. So when it comes to doing physical measurements, like the Mm -hmm. using. Yeah. Tape measure. 
tape measure and things. Um, do you think that that's as important? Slightly below photos, or they I would need do to it above photos. Conjunction. Okay. I would do it like if you only did one thing, I would do your measurements. Mm-hmm. Because I get that sometimes photos are hard for people. Yeah. I think that you can see things in photos that, because again, it's it's a it's a very real thing, right? Like to see a photo, numbers are hard to like quantify, right? Like if I said mm-hmm. I lost three inches off my waist, you'd be like, oh, that seems like a lot, mm-hmm. but like that's still a little nebulous. Like I've lost, I've lost five pounds. Good for you. Like, mm-hmm. not sure what that means. Um, you, you know, like it, it's, mm-hmm. the, it, it doesn't have the same now in terms of frequency. So we'll get super specific here in terms of practical things that you can do to measure your progress. All right. In order of, I would say importance, which okay. is maybe a so measurements would, would be number one and frequency. I would do them every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Not much sooner than that. It's, it's a little too, too short to see progress. And then longer than that, again, you're not getting the feedback as frequently as you might need in order to pivot, right? You, you mm-hmm. could go a month and not have done like, and not, and not be making progress and not know that you're not making progress. And so then you're mm-hmm. going to get to the end of the month and you're gonna be like, oh, my measurements didn't move. And I just spent a whole month and I didn't move. You know, that would be a frustrating thing. Mm-hmm. So that's an appropriate amount of time. It's not too close because you're not, you know, so where do we take measurements? Chest, waist, which would be the kind of the smallest part of your abdomen. Mm-hmm. Um, umbilicus, which is like right below your belly button. Mm-hmm. Hips, right? The fattest part of your bum. And if you want to throw arms and legs in there, right? You do arms at the peak of your bicep. You do your legs like six inches above your knee kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and if you're going down in any in your total measurements, so this is what I do, right? Do your measurements and then look at, you know, how I literally do this is is you have a spreadsheet or I'll do it, you know, with my clients, they'll log it. But if I do this for me, I just put it in a spreadsheet and I just enter them in and then I just do this minus this, right? And then what's my total plus minus? Mm-hmm. And if my total plus minus is like I lost an inch total, then keep on keeping on. If I lost a mm-hmm. half an inch, that's probably okay. But maybe I move the needle a little bit, mm-hmm. um, depending on the pacing. Um, but if you lost an inch, keep on keeping on. If you didn't lose anything, then you probably need to change something that you're doing. Yep. And if you're curious as to what you should change, go back and listen to the higher, higher, the building blocks and fat loss series. Mm-hmm. Because in, in, Dan Rosenthal, who was on like the third ever episode of this podcast, is the first person I heard this phrase from. But inch loss is fat loss. Mm-hmm. Okay. If we're losing inches, you're losing fat. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Because most people, when they talk about losing weight, they actually want to lose fat, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like we want to lose weight, you know what I mean? But like we want to change how our body looks. So inch loss is fat loss. If I'm trying to gain muscle, this is the same thing is true, right? I could, hey, did I, did my arms grow? Right? Did my did these measurements go in the other direction? Yes. Right? Like, is my if I'm trying to grow my glutes, did my butt get bigger? 
right? If it didn't, then I need to eat more food, right? Like this could be the same thing. I could track uh, my my weights, you know, in in the gym. Like, hey, did yeah. you know in in a month's progress, did I go up in weight in in any of my lifts? If I didn't, then I need to look at what I'm doing. Have I hit a plateau, you know, so mm-hmm. to speak? If I'm trying to get stronger, I could measure my heart rate, right? My blood pressure. All of these other things are 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 good measurements. But I'm again, I'm talking a little bit about fat loss here because that's just generally what we talk about on the podcast. But mm-hmm. heart rate, blood pressure, all of these are good. Resting heart rate, good other measurements as well. Talking about fat loss again, coming back to it, the next thing would probably be progress photos, and I would do those about every four weeks. Okay. Two weeks is usually not enough time to see a ton of progress. You could do them every yeah. two weeks, but like, again, that's that's a little tough, right? We usually need about four, six, eight weeks to start to see some some movement in the photos. So mm-hmm. like if, if you just started, I wouldn't take a photo again for at least four weeks. You might not see a ton of movement in the photo for eight weeks or mm. longer. And I think what's hard that we've had to do for progress photos is I don't know about anyone else out there, but whenever I'm taking a photo of myself without a, sh- a shirt to cover my area that I'm not super happy with, I suck in as far as I can. Yeah. Because even if this is just a photo for me, I still want to appear smaller. So this and is in these progress photos, you can't. Yeah. yeah. Right? No. So the way to do the progress photos is this. Um, one, this is coming back to like, you have to face the reality. Okay. Mm-hmm. So don't put lipstick on a pig. You know, that's yeah. a messy metaphor with what we're talking about here. But the idea is like, don't, don't try to pretty it up. Yeah, don't sugarcoat it. It is what it is. It is what it is. Because if you try to make it look better than it is, then you're not getting the appropriate information. Mm-hmm. you're just not and so you're gonna pretend that it's a certain way and then you're gonna think oh i've made progress and you're not going to change anything when you didn't make progress this is about information it's not a determination okay especially if you're like these aren't for anybody else mm-hmm. these are to tell me what to do next that's mm-hmm. that's the point right i'm taking the measurements to tell me what to do next that's why i take the measurements if I, if I don't do anything with these, there is no point in taking them. Mm-hmm. If I don't do anything with these, there is no point in taking them. They have to be that. So the way that I, the way that I do it though, because we, we do want to see this, right? Like we want to have this. So the way that I do photos is you're going to have, you're going to have a few poses, right? You're going to do from the front, from the side, from the back. Okay. And you're going to do relaxed, not necessarily just good posture, right? Is what I mm-hmm. say. It's just like, hey, I'm going to stand up tall. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like you're a four-year-old getting measured, right? I'm going to stand up tall, right? And to get that extra half inch. Get that extra half an inch. Stand up tall, but you're not flexing anything. You're relaxed, right? Front, side, back. And then you're going to do flexed. Okay. So from the front and the back, you're going to do the double bicep pose, you know, two up by your side. And then from the side, you're going to kind of flex down, down at your side here, or you can do arms out in front of you and flex that way. Like you're, so you make like a, I don't know, like half a T or something like that. I don't know what, you know, that upside is. down L upside down L there we go. Okay. Um, 
if you're curious, people ask me this, this is a super tactical thing, but just so you're curious, how to do this if you're by yourself. Yeah. And you don't want somebody to do it. Prop your phone up against something, hit record, step back, go to each of the poses and hold it for two seconds. Just rotate around and then take screenshots of each of the poses. Why didn't I think of that? I'm like running to set a timer between yeah. every shot. This, <laughs> I'm is, like, this, this is, is my brilliance. Annoying. <laughs> no, this is a, that's that just was a pro fair. Tip. That was, wow, that was good. Little nugget in there. Little nugget in there for you. <laughs> Super practical 56 minutes in. Um, <laughs> Let's hope they got this far. <laughs> um, and then the next thing would, so that's your measurements. All right, there's your photos. Okay. And then you can put them side by side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Compare apples to apples. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing would be how your clothes fit. And honestly, I think you could, if you didn't want to track anything, you could, you're like, this is one that you're going to observe anyway, right? And it's also the one that usually feels the best, right? And it's usually, yeah, it's the one you're going to feel the first. You're going to notice it. You're going to notice it right away when you're, you're like, whichever goal you have, you're going to notice if your pants get looser, if you're trying to lose, mm-hmm. or you, if your pants get tighter, if you're mm-hmm. working on gains. Yeah. Well, I remember the day you came in and you were like, I tried on a pair of pants and they didn't buy fit because my, <laughs> my glutes were too big. And I was like, what a way, what a win. What? I know. It's, it's so bizarre. It still like shocks me. But <laughs> yeah. And so I have, I have a, uh, pants that are like my barometer, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, I, we all, I, we all have those. Yeah. And so I have, I wear sweatpants almost every day or jeans, um, which have a little bit of give to them. And so I can wear those within 15 pounds of each other, basically. Like they're fine across the board. But when I was in like around this time last year, before I did my like 12 week, 14 week cut or something like that, that I did, I have three or four pairs of chinos, like kind of khaki type pants and different colors that I wear once every two weeks when Megan and I go out to eat basically. And I used to wear them every day when I taught, but now I wear them once every two weeks. And I was like, these are getting a little tight. Right. And those for me was like, okay, that's not necessarily, this is a bad thing, but like, that's an indicator that, Hey, the waist is going in the other direction. And I knew when I had kind of reached a point of like, okay, the thing is moving when like, these are comfortable. These have a little bit of room in them because they are not as stretchy. They are a little bit more firm in the sand. And so it's like, okay, these are the thing. And my favorite phrase around this is that, you know, the scale lies. Pants don't lie. Mm-hmm. Pants don't lie, you know? And so you start wearing clothes and you're like, holy cow, like these used to be tight on me. So like, and I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll, you know, celebrate my wife here. Cause I love doing that. And so she pulled, you know, she had her clothes, you know, so like, listen, my wife had three kids in 18 months. She was pregnant for like, she, she was, it was July of 2020, uh, 2019 that she was pregnant. We had the twins in November of 2021. So it was two and a quarter years where basically she was pregnant immediately postpartum with Levi or pregnant again, you know? And, uh, so it's been quite a bit of time since she's like felt at home in her body. And so she kind of packed away some of the clothes that were her pre-pregnancy clothes. Okay. Um, not just like, Hey, you know, I'm not going to wear these for a little bit. So let me just 
get them out of my closet while I have these other clothes that I'm working toward. And she pulled out those crates, you know, a couple weekends ago, and she's been wearing some of the clothes from pre-pregnancy recently. Mm-hmm. And she's like, holy cow, like that's wild. And she looks amazing. I'm so proud of her. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and again, she would look at it and be like, man, like, I don't know, you know, like if you, if she just looked at a photo of herself, which she did. Right. So like this happened, we took progress photos for her a couple of weeks ago and she looked at them and she's like, I, mean, I don't know about that. And then I showed her what six months ago where she was at and she's like, Oh wow. Like that's a significant mm-hmm. difference. And I was like, mm-hmm. so, and, and even though she's known like the number on the scale has gone down and her measurements have gone down, right. Seeing the visual picture, but even more so like putting on the pants was the best win, right? Mm-hmm. Because she like, dang, man, I haven't worn these pants in four years, almost five years. Haven't been able to wear these pants and to put them on is like, that feels real good. <laughs> that feels real good. Um, so your clothes start fitting better or the way that you want, however that is. Right. Like for me, when I'm like w- around this time of the year, I kind of want to like, listen, I want to fill out my shirts a little bit more, you know, I'm wearing like yeah. longer sleeves and I'm like, man, like I don't really want to have a lot of room in the sleeves of this sweater right now. I want to look like I'm in a scuba suit, right? I want to look like I'm the, I'm the rock. Like this thing is painted on me because my muscles are so big. They can't be contained by this shirt. Right. I would and get so you a black turtleneck sweater and a gold chain. No, not that it. kind not that photo of the rock, like the more modern photos of the rock, right? Where he goes in places no. and he's just like, just wearing stuff that you're like, are you CGI'd? Like, what Did is someone, going on? Is that body paint? Is are you like just sewn into that? What is happening? Are you CGI? Yeah. That was good. So that, I like that. No, I like that. That's where, like, I, like a scuba suit. Like, I want, like, yeah. I have, I want to be like that. Dude is busting out of that shirt, man. But it looks loose, right? It, like it doesn't look like I bought a size too small. It's like, oh, that that shirt like kind of fits him, but he's just so muscular that he like is you know blowing up. Yeah, this yeah. is the the little bit of the gym bro in me that it has to kind of die in the current state of life that I'm living. Where I'm <laughs> like, listen, the gains are not not a coming right now. Like we're just we're just keeping keeping what we got. That's the mm-hmm. that's the goal. But there is that right. Like there are days where I put on a shirt and I'm like, all right. Look at that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty good here. Right. And yeah. that's, there's something way more satisfying than that than like, oh, my biceps are half an inch bigger than they were. Mm-hmm. You know, like that just doesn't, that doesn't move the needle for me because it's mm-hmm. oftentimes what it is that we want is like, I just mm-hmm. want to wear the clothes that I want to wear without thinking about it. Right. That's the thing that I hear from almost everybody is like, I just want to walk into the closet, pull anything down and put it on and know it's going to fit. And it's going to fit the way that I want it to fit. That's the dream. That's the dream. Like, I don't care what the number says. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, because, again, I'll say this. Uh, your favorite influencer, celebrity, whoever, who is, like, in the phenomenal shape, you're like, oh, I wish. They probably weigh more than you think that they do. Mm-hmm. They probably weigh more than you think that they do. Because muscle is heavy. Like, people are blown away sometimes. And, again, this is not, like, again, but people are a little surprised when, you know, if, if they saw me without a shirt on sort of thing, 
and I'm 5'10", and I tell them I'm, I'm like 180 pounds. And they're like, I would think that you're like 165, right? Because I'm 165, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or like as a dude or whatever it is. And they're like, you're 180 pounds? Like, I'm technically obese by BMI standards. And, but again, it's just like people, we just don't have a reference frame for what that number is. And so the, the number is fun, you know, is, is, the, so this is the last thing I'll get to, and then we'll kind of wrap the thing up here. Okay. The last thing is the scale. And there's nothing wrong with the scale. There's also nothing right with the scale. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's nothing inherently valuable about the scale. This, this is where I come back to what I said at the very beginning, Right. You can't weigh a chicken with a ruler because it's the wrong tool. Mm-hmm. You ca- it's difficult to measure fat loss on the scale mm-hmm. because the scale is not a measure of fat loss. The other three things that I said are a better measure of fat loss. Measurements are a measure of fat loss, unequivocally. Measurements are a measure of fat loss. Photos, you will notice fat loss. Pants, you will notice fat loss. The mm-hmm. scale... You could have the scale go down and not really have lost a lot of fat. Mm-hmm. You could have the scale go up and have lost fat. Mm-hmm. You could have the scale stay the same and lose fat. The scale can do whatever the heck it wants to do. Mm-hmm. Right? The scale is going to fluctuate in particular day to day. Right? And I don't think we've done a whole episode on all the reasons the scale goes up or down. I think we've talked about it a little bit, but I know you've done a lot of posts on Instagram. I've, I've done a lot of things on it, yeah. and there's there's reasons of it. I, I was on another person's podcast, and we talked about it um, as well. So I'm not going to necessarily dig into it here. But it's it's either f- your food or water weight is yeah. what really determines what the scale does. Now, over time, you can see a trend if you're losing fat. Over time, you will. But this is four weeks minimum. If you're going to weigh yourself, you have to weigh yourself every single day. And then you have to forget about the number. You have to get it, you got to write it down, and you got to forget about the number like it has to have no bearing whatsoever on how you feel that day. Mm. Right? If it does, don't weigh yourself. Mm. Like if it's going to determine what you do that day, right? That's the information piece. That's too much information to determine what you do that day. The scale went up, therefore, I have to do something different. That's too much information. You're changing things too often, right? The scale, we have to look at averages, right? What was my average weight this week compared to two weeks later, three weeks later, four weeks later? Okay. Look at the overall trend. Am I trending down? If you're trending down, then it's working. Okay. But it is not the best tool. It is in fourth place for a reason. Mm -hmm. But this is what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying here. The reason why the scale is not a good tool is because of what we've said this whole podcast. What is the purpose of measuring progress? To inform what you do next. Mm -hmm. The scale does not allow you or does not inform you appropriately of what to do next. It informs you too rapidly and it can give you false information. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you would think that you are not losing fat. And so you would do something differently, right? That's where the problem lies. If we're using the fee- this feedback as information, where do I go next? That's the point of it. Then the scale is not a good metric for that. Mm-hmm. You can use it. That's fine. Okay. But we oftentimes put too much stakes on it as well. Yes. 
Because the scale lies. Pants don't lie. Measurements don't lie. Photos don't lie. They don't. So um, take the picture. Own the starting point. Own where you are. Know that it doesn't determine where you are. And because that's going to tell you where to go next. Mm-hmm. So you don't stay stuck. But don't bury your head in the sand. you got to confront mm-hmm. the reality. Because otherwise you're just going to stay where you are. All right. Did I miss anything? That good? I don't think so. That was pretty good. I feel pretty good about it. I liked it. I liked it. I like where we ended up. I'm excited where we're going to go next. I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. Um, yeah, but I'm because I'm not 100 percent positive it'll be the next episode. But I'm I'm going to be doing a lot of. Prepare. I would like it to be the next episode, but I want to make sure that I'm doing the next thing very well. So there's going to be a lot of preparation going into this next uh, kind of segment series that we're going to be doing. My hope is to have it for the next time we record but you know three kids might not happen life you know all right thanks for listening everybody rate review comment send us a message whatever you need to do but appreciate you being here we'll talk to you soon